Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show. Today's episode, we're going to talk about the principle of Kaizen, which is a Japanese term, but we'll get more into that in the episode. But what I took away from it is with continuous improvement of this, using this principle, it's not something that you have to be skillful at or have to have in-depth knowledge of. It's just making the decision that you are going to do it and take the step to start. That's right. And, you know, in the episode, you'll hear me tie this to the book Atomic Habits, where they talk about making 1% improvements every day. And I love the idea of 1% because 1% is accomplishable, right? You you can do 1% with, with no excuses. So you have all the accountability there. 1% can be done every day. And I encourage you to seek that 1% every day. All right. So continue listening to hear the rest of the conversation. This episode, we're going to talk about principles of uh, philosophy um, that Brian brought up called Kaizen. So I'm going to let him take it away <laughs> to explain to the, the the world what that what that means, and we'll uh, address it and focus it on marriage and talk through it. Yeah. So just defining the term Kaizen. Uh, Kaizen is a Japanese term meaning change for the better or continuous improvement. Um, it's, you know, uh, a Japanese business philosophy regarding the processes that continuously improve operations and involve all their employees. Um, obviously, we're not going to be talking about employees. We're going to be talking about spouses in a marriage. Um, but mainly, Kaizen sees improvement in productivity as a gradual and methodical process. And the reason I wanted to bring it up is because I was sort of relating it to the book Atomic Habits. Um, I believe the author is James Clear. You can correct me in the comments, but I'm almost positive on that. Um, and in that book, he talks about making a 1% change for the better every day. Um, and if you thought, if you think about making a 1% change every day, as small as that might appear, thinking about 100 days from now, could you be 100% better by making a 1% change every day? So like Paul said, we're going to take these principles and apply it to our marriage. Could you imagine 100 days from now being 100% better in your marriage? I think that these principles that we're going to discuss could very likely get us on the path to that. And, uh, you know, maybe even land us 100% or more. Wow. (laughs) That is is crazy. So, yeah, hopefully you can take away something, but that is profound. So I'm just going to talk about it. Um, So the first principle that we have here is never stop. And that is... More so that knowing that no matter where you are in life, you can always improve. 
And it's really just taking that mindset of the principle, you know, continuous improvement and just knowing that when we take this on in our marriage, we're going to always look for a way to improve. No matter how small the step is, we're going to try to be better today in our marriage than we were yesterday. That's good. Uh, What do you think? Just move on to the next one? Yeah. Cool. Uh, Principle number two is be proactive. And I'm going to just read through this one. This principle says, stop hesitating because because of possible hurdles that you predict and move forward toward your goal for continuous improvement. It is important to not take any chance in the way of improvement and for each person in the marriage to take personal responsibility for making improvements. While it is one thing to sit around and discuss the, uh, I have to kind of surmise here, Uh, sit around and discuss the possibility of improvements that should be made, it is entirely different to actually make an action plan to implement the changes. Right? Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. um, I mean, we we sit around on the podcast and talk about making changes and improving ourselves all the time. But are we actually putting it into practice when we go home? And I would say, obviously, yes. Yes. Because why would we come back <laughs> week after week to record new episodes right. and share our experiences with you if we weren't doing that? Um, you know, but I don't know. What, what were you going to say, man? This is, uh, this is a good one. Um, yeah, I was going to say it's not leaving anything to chance. I think what they were saying is be make a plan and don't so that way you don't leave anything by the wayside. It's always good to have a plan and something to follow. Obviously, if something pops up, then you adjust. But try to find every area where you can improve and then put a step to how you can improve in that area. I think that's that's what I got out of this one. Very good. Um, eliminating... Oh, next, next principle, sorry. Eliminating old practices. It says, the main part of avoiding complacency is getting rid of old and tired traditions that are obsolete. Uh, Because we live in a culture that is continually making changes and improvements, it's important important for marriages to to keep up with staying relevant to your marriage and things that um, your practices that you can have. So get rid of old practices um, throughout your life and discover ways to improve daily on the things you already do. So let go of formal habits, even if they give you some benefit at the time, as in time you should progress also. I think this one is a little can be a little tough because when we find something that works, we like to stick with it. Um, but... What we, what my wife and I say in our marriage co- coaching is you're not going to be the same person at 20 that you are at 30, that you are at 40. So if you're, gonna, if you're not going to be the same, then the things that you do or how you communicate um, or anything is going to automatically evolve. So I think that's what um, this principle allows you to 
remember is that your marriage is going to evolve because you're going to evolve as people. So don't try to hold yourself to maybe some standards you had in year one of your marriage in year 15 because it's not realistic for that to happen. Yeah, and I, I kind of equate it to technology, right? There's a few people that I know that want to be, as you put it, beholden to uh, old technology, right? Some people who holding on to their flip phones. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, at some point, all of these things become obsolete and so can ideals become obsolete because not only should you personally progress at you know who you are, but you also have to think that while that is happening, either you staying the same or growing, the world is also changing, right? So mm-hmm. these, these are really exponential uh, factors that can uh, be fighting against each other. That's all I got on that one. Yeah, that's good. All right, next we got, the next principle is uh, don't stop. It seems very similar to the first one, which is never stop, but I always feel like it's a uh, a good reminder in the middle of your, your process um, to like, I don't know, I guess remind yourself why you're doing something. Um, so I'll just read through this quick. Never consider yourself to be finished. Improvement has no limits and can be proceeded on an infinite level. You can always improve yourself, whether it is learning something new, uh, useful things, or perfecting a skill you already have. There is opportunity to get better in everyone's life for continuous improvement. I mean, you can kind of leave that one alone. It's you know, just a reminder that you can always be better. Right, no matter how good you think your marriage is, um, or even just any any one of the factors of your marriage, everything can be better. Um, and I don't want to find. I, I struggle with the word content. Right, we 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 talked about that mm-hmm. on a, a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. So I don't ever want to feel like I am feeling complacent. In my marriage. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I like it where it is or where they put it. The principle here is because the first one is shift your mind to know that you never have to stop. Number two is be proactive and make an action plan. Number three is eliminate old practices. So if you do one, two, and three, you're going to see some progress and some headway and that you could be tempted to stop there. Mm, um, yep. And be like, oh, I've arrived. But this is a reminder. Yeah, you've done one, two, and three, but now again, don't stop. This is a life of continuous improvement. So we're gonna continuously move in our marriage, even though you've seen the needle moved in a positive direction. Don't stop. So yeah. that's that's why I love that there. Yeah, and that, and that's tough too because sometimes you could be getting some feedback from your wife on something where she's noticing that you've made some improvements, <clears throat> and. uh you know, when you see that, sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, I've reached the top. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, I'm done. But uh, Check. You know, what this is reminding you, even from there, you can always continue to improve. So don't stop. When it gets, com- when it gets comfortable, don't stop. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, so moving on to the next principle is make corrections. 
Um, some part of the trial and error process requires making corrections um, to practices that have a major issue with them. It's critical to continue to make corrections all through the process in order to continuously improve. Um, to start some new habits to correct the things that you may have been doing wrong um, up until this point, and then observe the areas that in your life, sorry, that that can use improvement and make relevant changes to help your progress. Um, basically, you know, action is better than inaction. Like, correct some, th- make some new habits, correct some things, and keep trying to evolve. And that'll help you kind of move forward to small steps in your marriage. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't be afraid to make corrections, right? There's many times where we've decided, you know, this is what we're going to do. And it's inevitable in all things in life that you're going to run into issues, problems, things will go wrong, right? Um, what's that saying? Uh, wow, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess this up. If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plan or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, you know, so when those things happen, number one, go back to the next step or the last step. Don't stop because you, you've hit a hurdle, right? Um, be willing to make a correction. Be willing to make a change. Be willing to restart if you need to. Right, start from start from the top and just run through it again. Uh, you know, you might be able to accomplish a lot of the same things very quickly and get back to where you are, but be willing to change directions when needed. All right, next one here. Um, Got to change the words because they're talking about employees, but we're going to say empower both spouses to speak up. I mean, that's. That's pretty much just cut and dry. We're always talking about communication within a marriage. Mm-hmm. And you really have to be willing to to take your spouse's input on all things. Right? Um, it, you're, you're in a marriage, right? <laughs> we walk <Right>. together. <laughs> right? So it's, I don't know if anything else needs to really be said on that one. Yeah, I mean, communication and making sure that each spouse feels like they have, they can contribute equally and that the weight of what they say um, is the same. So not one person is dominating um, in suggestions or um, the things that you implement, right? Because people are different and some person might be more of an ideas person, some people might be more of a process person, but... Either way, find a way to make sure that um, the strength of each partner, um, the value, uh, is the same. So, um, next one. Don't assume new methods will work. So, we're talking about finding new methods, making corrections, um, making action plans, all that stuff. So, but just because it's new, like, you have to test what you're coming up with. Um, And so we won't assume that it will be effective and we won't assume that it will work. Uh, So that way you actually implement it fully and you vet it and you say, hey, what are we going to try as a marriage? 
And then we come back and assess, okay, did it work? Did it not work? Right? Um, and sometimes it takes time to find, you know, a method that works for you um, as a couple. So you might have to, you know, workshop, spitball, whatever you want to use, whiteboard, different ideas, figure out what you're going to do, and then come back. So, um, and some things you you may see worked for other people that you, you may, may have observed or talked to, um, and they might not work for you. So you may have to tweak it a little bit or just throw it out and be like, this is not going to work for us. That's good. Leave <laughs> that one there. <laughs> Uh, next principle, practice the five Y method. Um, I feel like I've touched on this before and I typically use the number seven rather than five. So we'll go um, with seven. Okay. Um, so let me read through this one quick before making any final decisions, get to the root of the problem by asking why this says five times, but we're going to go with seven and we do that by continuing to ask yourself why. You are likely to find the genuine purpose behind a problem. Often, the assumed reason for a problem will actually lead to another question and dig deeper into the issue. And that's the key here. Um, it says possibly you have been telling yourself that you don't have time to work out. And that is the reason you are out of shape. So what I like about this process is when you are trying to be finite about an issue, the deeper you dive into it, you know, the better you can define what your issue is. And if you continually ask yourself why, right? Why is it that we want to do something? And you come up with your answer, right? And then you just, well, let me say that with a caveat. You might think that's what your answer is. Mm. And by the time you get through the process of asking yourself why seven times, you might discover that that's not actually what you want to do or that's not actually why you think you want to be doing something. Um, and then sometimes you even have to go back to the drawing board. So if you, re if you discover something new about yourself, right, sometimes you have to go back and kind of go through the process again just to check, is this actually where we want to be? Yeah, that um, that makes sense. It's just about giving more thought to something that you may have assumed or thought of like you like the idea or the aura around it. But as you keep diving deep, you're like, oh, okay, so this is really why. Or I didn't even think of that. Um, a lot of times, even in conversation, my wife will just say, what else? Mm. And like, and then so like, it allows people to think: Is there more to be said about whatever topic is, um, you know? Or if if you're with someone and you're having that conversation, you just say, "Tell me more," and then like that yeah. can help. But all those are it's kind of like dig a little deeper and see what's really going on. So that's why I like the why method. It's very strategic in getting to the bottom of it. Definitely. All right. And lastly, um, the last principle is community. Learn from other people and get some new opinions on things you can add to your routine to create continuous improvement. 
before making a change or improvement, talk with people, with different people, about what you are do, what they are doing in their daily life to improve themselves. So with this, you'll learn from different people, and you can get new opinions um, on things that you can add. And also, you'll have multiple multiple opinions and different perspectives that can shape your ideas and spark more ideas within your marriage. Um, so in essence, see, talk to people about, you know, what they're doing to improve. And I know this says daily. Um, so you can ask people, you know, what they do to improve daily within their marriage, or you can actually say, you know, what's one way that you guys continually improve your marriage. Um, and that way, if you talk to multiple people, you'll get different answers and then you can kind of hone those in and figure out what you want to pull from. You know, I'm I'm thinking about as you were talking, the the idea that improvement is endless, right? And and I'm thinking about well, how can that be? Right? Because we, if we're just thinking about the numbers of 100, percent right? If you improve 100, percent you think to yourself, well, that has to be the end of it, right? But what's a 100% improvement on on 2%? Does that get you to four? <laughs> right? Okay. And think about how many different things that you can improve upon. And so I guess what I'm getting at is you'll never you'll never touch all of them or you'll, you'll never complete all of them. But let's you know, look at your marriage from uh, a 20,000 foot view, mm -hmm. right? All of those things that you would then be able to see that could be improved upon. If you just started working every day and getting 1% better on one thing, another thing the next day, you know, or just, just one idea for 100 days, over the course of your marriage, going through that process, creating accountability, uh, creating those conversations with your wife, with your children. Just think about how much better your marriage could be just through the experience of trying to make it better is how I'm looking at this. So that's why this concept of Kaizen is so important to me. Um, you know, I, I first heard it through the improvement of uh, a poker skills, actually, and then looked at the word and saw that it was actually tied to business, but had this thought, like, man, what if I applied this to my marriage? Mm -hmm. Right? And, man, it's, it fills me with joy to think that I can put effort into my marriage to make it better. It makes me feel even better when there are principles and guidelines that I can follow. Because then now I have a plan of attack. I have something I can bring to my wife to say, hey, what are your thoughts on this? You know, I'd like you to hold me accountable. What are some of the things that you'd like me to begin working on? And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just getting lost right now in the thought that, I don't know, I, you know, my, my marriage can be so much better than it is 
as good as I feel that it might be right now, what would it look like 100 days from now? Yeah. And with that, what would your marriage look like if you applied these principles 100 days and then another 100 and then another 100 and then another year and another year? So just as we wrap up, seriously consider, you know, listen to these principles and, you know, taking notes, figuring out how you can apply it to your marriage and, you know, get to work improving. Thanks for listening. If you got any value out of this episode, we'd like to invite you to rate, follow and review on your favorite podcast platform. If you would like to be a guest or want to have your questions answered, hit us up on our website, marriageistougher.com. Or follow us on Facebook, searching Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips. Thanks again. This is Paul. And this is Brian. We will talk to you next time.